We thank Dave and Brian one more time. Appreciate you guys so much. Great, man. We are going to uh, kind of pause the uh, conversation we've been having on family matters, <clears throat> though that's been uh, something I've enjoyed talking about and looking at the scriptures uh, because it's so relevant to where we live as far as our earthly families and our church family. And uh, we'll swing back to that another time, maybe this year or early next year. Uh, but right now, I want to I start a new series looking at uh, the book of Jonah. And uh, there's, there's reasons for that, uh, not the least being uh, Jonah is about the compassion of God to uh, reach out to those who are far from him. And uh, if there's a theme in Jonah, for me at least, uh, besides the compassion of God, if there's kind of a tagline of Jonah, uh, it would be this. God is going to pursue Jonah because he wants to pursue Nineveh. God is going to pursue Jonah because he wants to pursue Nineveh. And the same is true with you and me. God's not going to let you off the hook. I'll let you interpret that in how it's contextual to your life. God's not going to let you off the hook from doing what he wants you to do, not only for your benefit, but for people he wants to reach through you. Do you believe that today? This is the story of Jonah. This is the story of Jonah. Uh, in that context, let me just share real quick. We had a video. It, it, we couldn't uh, make it work. <clears throat> but Tom and Annette Balch uh, this week are taking off to North Africa uh, with um, Young Life. They're going to meet a group out there. <clears throat> And uh, that, that group is, is, exists to reach people who don't know God, to reach people who are far from God. And they're going out there, and when they get back, they'll share a little more about their story. But uh, if you could just think about them and pray for them, uh, they'll be in uh, North Africa and then in Tanzania. In Tanzania, every four years, the leadership from Europe and Africa come together and kind of share uh, what's going well, and share some future vision. And uh, so just pray for them. And again, when they come back, they'll give us an update on how that trip went. Uh, but so I want to kind of just walk through Jonah here with this idea that God's going to pursue him uh, because he wants to pursue Nineveh. Now, in this first chapter, as we look at this first chapter, uh, we're going to see that Jonah is going to play a game with God. I don't know if anyone here has ever played it. No one here has ever played a game with God. Only those online, maybe. Uh, but Jonah is going to play a game that many of us are familiar with. He's going to play the game of hide and seek. Have you ever played it? He's going to play a game of hide and seek. He's going to hide from God, and then God's going to seek him, and God's going to find him. Has anyone in this room... Ever, now I'm using this word, uh, it, it's, it's not theologically accurate, because you can't, but has anyone here ever tried to hide from God? Maybe uh, an activity, a behavior, a habit, a relationship, am I getting too close? A relationship, a financial transaction, should I stop right here? Has anyone here ever tried to do something hoping God wouldn't notice? Besides me. 
Let, let me be the first confessor in the room. Right here, you're looking at. It. So Jonah's going to play hide and seek with God. And uh, it's not going to go well. It's not going to go well. Just a reminder, every time God gives you or me an instruction in the scriptures, it's for our benefit and it's for our protection. Do you believe that? Now, I don't know what it is within us, many of us, not all of us, many of us. <laughs> we just think we know better than God. Now, we might not intellectually, but how we live, we think we know better than God. And this is what Jonah's going to do. Jonah thinks he knows better than God. So I'm going to, I'm going to walk through five kind of sections of this chapter, broken down into five sections. And each one have a little heading, uh, that kind of explains what's going on. And just kind of as we walk through this, I want, I'm hoping, um, you won't be thinking, oh, I wish so and so was here to hear this message. They really needed it today. I hope you don't do that. I mean, that might be true. That might be true. But you're here, and I'm here. I've already suffered through the message. Now it's your turn, all right? <laughs> no, hopefully it'll inspire you, motivate you. Uh, but the first number one here, the first few verses, Jonah runs from the will of God, from the mission of God, from the plan of God. Here's what the Bible says. The Lord gave this message to Noah Son of Amittai, get up, get up. And for some of you, you have heard the gem you needed today. That was it. Get up. Uh, get up and go, go to the great city of Nineveh. Now, now, this is interesting to me. This is God giving a word to Jonah. Now, in, in the context of Christian Life Center, in the context of a denomination like the Assembly of God, in the context of kind of a Pentecostal atmosphere, we like getting words from God. Unless, come on, man, someone help me out. Sometimes we get words from God that we don't want. Someone says, I wish I knew what the will of God was for the rest of my life. And I'm like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Remember, the leaders of the first church, the will of God for their life was to preach the gospel and die brutal death. The will of God. But in this case, he tells the great city of Nineveh. Now, notice how God refers to the city. He calls it a great city. Uh, and, and Nineveh, I mean, the closest to us would be San Francisco, which is or was, depending how you look at it now, one of the great cities in the world. But God had compassion to want Jonah to go to Nineveh to proclaim a message of the goodness of God. Have them come back to God. In fact, he says this, announce my judgment because it, uh, against it, against uh, Nineveh, because I have seen how wicked its people are. Now, again, the, the, the judgment, I'm going to disappoint a couple of you. The judgment's being announced because God wants them to repent. Not because he wants, you know, fire to come down from heaven and destroy them. Come on. Come on. There's one or two of you I'm talking to right now. He wants them to repent. Judgment, in this case, is certainly for repentance. Verse 3, but Jonah got up, he did get up, he got up and went in the, what direction? Opposite. Opposite. 
oppo in baseball, we call that oppo. Hit to the opposite direction. Opposite direction to get away, to get away from the Lord. <laughs> the whole earth is the Lord's and everything in it. You can't get away from God. Can't get away from God. But that was his goal. He went down to the port of Joppa where he found a ship leaving for Tarshish. He, uh, he bought a ticket and went on board hoping to escape from the Lord by sailing to Tarshish. So I was kind of measuring in the United States here, kind of an equivalent for us. It's not exact, but it's close. It, it would be like God asking you to go to Portland and you ended up in New York. You went as far east. He wanted you on the west and you went as far east as you could. So, so Jonah's on the run. He's on the run. He's running from God. Do you know how much energy it takes to run from God? Do you know how exhausting it is to run from God? Do you know how much mental gymnastics you have to do to run from God? It's not worth it. For so many reasons. Number two, so God, now God is in pursuit. Here's the irony. When you and I run, God pursues. God pursues. In fact, the title of this message, of uh, this series, is The Pursuit of God. Now, oftentimes, when we hear that, I, that phrase, the pursuit of God, it's usually in the context of us pursuing Him. We don't often think about the reality that God pursues us. God pursues us. Aren't you glad God never gives up on you? His, his mercies are new every morning. Do you believe that? Every morning, Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection on that cross is enough to cover all your sins. Everyone. Everyone. His mercies are new every morning. So God's going to be in pursuit now, a hot pursuit of Jonah. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea. This is interesting. God's going to use nature. Um, God's going to use creation, a fish. God's going to use sailors who aren't even necessarily God-fearing people. You, you do know God will use non-believers to speak to you. It's so humbling, isn't it? Have you ever been there? It's so humbling. But God will do it because he loves you. He's going to pursue you. But the Lord hurled a powerful wind over the sea, causing a violent storm that threatened to break the ship apart. Fearing for the lives of the desperate sailors shouted to their gods for help and threw the cargo overboard to lighten the ship. That'd be a lot of money right there to save their lives. But all this time, Jonah was sound asleep down in the hole. So the captain went down after him. How can you sleep at a time like this? He shouted. Get up and pray to your God. Maybe he will pay attention to us and spare our lives. So here are the uh, non-Hebrew people doing all they can to save their lives. Throwing cargo overboard, that, that's a huge cost to them. Uh, they're praying to their gods, whoever that might be. And, and Jonah is doing what? He's asleep on the job. He's indifferent. He's, he's just done with God and this mission God has. He's having a, um, I don't know, can we call it a pity party? 
you know, God, this isn't fair what you're asking me to do. I'm not going to do it. You online, you're, you're listening, you're listening. I'm not going to do it. You ever been there? So this captain is trying to convince him to get up. Now, number three, Jonah is exposed. Jonah is exposed. This puts the fear of God in my heart right here. Then the crew cast lots to see which of them had offended the gods and caused the terrible storm. When they did this, the lots identified Jonah as the culprit. Oh, my gosh. That would have been a brutal moment. Could you imagine that being you? I mean, could you imagine being exposed by God through people who are far from God? Or even those who are close? I mean, i got to admit, there's been times I've walked in the church praying like, oh, dear God, let, let not the prophet show up today. Come on. This is not the day. But God will do that. God will expose us. Why? God will expose us so that we'll repent and get back on mission. Not to shame us, not to humiliate us, though that will probably happen, but to get us back on mission. This might be a good time for me to ask this question. Are you on the mission God has for you? God God will speak to each one of us and give us a mission, give us a purpose, give us a direction, give us a ministry gift, something he wants to do. And the question is, are we on that mission? Are we on track? for what God wants us to do. So Jonah is the culprit. At verse 8, why has this awful storm come down on us? They demanded, who are you? <laughs> what is your line of work? What country are you from? What's your nationality? I mean, they want to know because they're going down. Folks, you get desperate when you're dying. You get desperate in crisis. And they're in a desperate state right now. They want to know, Jonah, what have you done? Now, to give Jonah credit here, he does fess up, confesses. He's honest. He's exposed. He knows it, but he gets to a point where he's honest. And uh, you and I know that confession is the first step of healing, right? First, got to own it. Come on, anyone, 12 steps, anybody? No, you don't need to raise your hand, but you know what I'm talking about, right? You got to own it. You got to confess it. Well, that's not just a 12-step thing. That's a Christian thing. That's a Bible thing. Uh, whatever is secret will control you. Whatever is secret will control you. But whatever's brought to light, God will heal, God will restore, God will cleanse up. You're like, I'm talking to somebody. Verse 9, Jonah answered, I am a Hebrew, and I worship the Lord, the God of heaven, who made the sea and the land. That was a good Jewish answer right there. Because everything starts with God as the creator of the heavens and the earth. Everything starts. Who is God? The creator of the heavens and the earth. Who is God? The creator of the heavens and the earth. So verse 10, the sailors are terrified when they heard this. uh, For he had already told them he was running away from the Lord. Uh, Oh, why? Why did you do it? (laughs) That's a good question. Why? Why? They groaned. And since the storm was, and by the way, we're going to get the answer to that later on in the story. You you may already know it, but we're going to get there together. They groaned, verse 11, and since the storm was getting worse all the time, they asked him, what should we do to you to stop the storm? 
They already knew the answer. They're just really gracious. They're really nice. And they don't want to offend Jonah's God. They know about Jonah's God. They're familiar with Jonah's God. And they don't want to offend his God. That's how strong Jonah's God's reputation was to these sailors. So Jonah, again, falls on the sword here. Throw me into the sea, Jonah said, and it will become calm again. I know that this terrible storm is all my fault. He owns it. It's good. That's good. good. Let's, yay, Jonah. Come on. Come on. Uh, we've been married now for a few years. And uh, you know what I couldn't figure out when I was younger in marriage? I couldn't figure out the power of owning it in my relationship with Sharon. It took me forever. There was some weird thinking going on, stinking thinking, that if I just held my ground, didn't, didn't like show weakness. Am I it? Am I the only one? And by the way, this, can go, this, this is not just a guy thing. This can go both ways. Both ways. Uh, but Jonah does the right thing here. He owns it, and there's power in owning it. There's power in confession. There's power in confession. It realigns you back with the will of God. Verse 4, God's going to use now the sailors. And uh, verse 13 says, Instead, the sailors rowed even harder to get the ship to the land. So even though they, they fear Jonah's God, and they ask Jonah what to do with him, and he says, throw me over, they're still going to go the extra mile to try to spare Jonah. I mean, which of the two are acting more like a God-fearing person? Jonah or the sailors? Sailors, by far. So they rode harder, tried to get the ship to land. But the stormy sea was too violent for them. <laughs> I, I see God going, oh, no, you don't. No, 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 no. Nice try. Like your heart. Good. Good character. No, we, we got special plans for Jonah. Good try. They couldn't make it. Uh, verse 14. Then they cried out to the Lord. Jonah's God. Now these are the sailors. Right? Oh Lord, they pleaded. Don't make us die. <laughs> this is so good, man. There's so much wisdom here. Oh Lord, they pleaded. Don't make us die for this man's sin. And everyone said, Amen. Here's the sad reality. And this is a whole sermon series on its own. But when we willfully, as Christians, when we willfully disobey God, it doesn't just affect us. It doesn't. It affects all those around us also. So don't make us die for this man's sin. And don't hold us responsible for his death. Oh, Lord. You have sent this storm upon him for your own good reasons. I, these guys are like walking like men of faith right here. This is, this is good theology. It's almost like they know the Bible and they know God. This is, this is wonderful the way they put this. And uh, then verse 15, then the sailors picked Jonah up. One. You ever throw someone in a pool? Two. Three. <laughs> Pick Jonah up, threw him into the raging sea. 
And the storm stopped at once. Now, could you, I mean, what a moment that would have been. I mean, you knew those were the instructions. You knew that was going to happen in your mind. But it did. Have you ever prayed for something, like a miracle or whatever, and then it happens and you're like, you're in disbelief? You're trusting God for it, but when it happens, you're like, it really happened. That's what's happening here. So they threw him in the Red Sea. The storm stops at once. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, the awe of God. You know, in the early church, after Christ, Christ um, died, buried, rose again, then a few days later went to heaven. There was, a, there was an awe in that first church, constantly, because of what God was doing. There was an awe similar to this. There was this awe because God show, when God shows up, awesome things happen. When God shows up, awesome things happen. The sailors were awestruck by the Lord's great power, and they offered him a sacrifice and vowed to serve him. This is amazing about God. In spite of Jonah's disobedience, God still used that whole system. Now, okay, I gotta, be, I gotta be careful here. In spite of Jonah's disobedience, God's gonna use that whole circumstances to draw people to him. Now, this does not mean if you're living in disobedience, I don't want you to be thinking, this is great. God's gonna use it to bring people to him. Don't, you're missing the point. If that's what you think. Don't do that. Don't do that. But it's happening here. God uses even our disobedience, our weakness, to set up situations that still give him glory and still give him honor. Uh, verse 5, we'll wrap this up here. I mean, uh, number 5, wrap this up. Uh, God will use a great fish. Compassion of God versus a great fish. Let, let me just make sure we get Jonah... The theme of Jonah, the main character in Jonah, is not the great fish. Sorry for all you Sunday school teachers, for all of you who are in children's church. Anyone here grow up with flannel boards? Anybody? Throw that fish up there, the great whale. We call it a whale. It's a great fish. But the, 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 the fish, in my humble opinion, gets too much billing in the story. Way too much. In fact, I think, and later on we're going to read this, I think the worm should get more billing. But we'll get to that later in the story. The worm gets like no billing at all. I, I, think, I think the worm should. But God's going to use a great fish. Now the Lord had arranged, let's, can we say those words together? Now the Lord had arranged. One more time. Now the Lord had arranged. God is going to set up circumstances in your life and in my life to get us back on track. Do you believe that? He's going to set up circumstances in your life and my life to get us back on track. He's going to do that. He's going to do that. So the Lord arranged a great fish to swallow Jonah. Now, I've been asked a hundred times at least, do you think that really happened? And my answer is yes, I do. Uh, Jesus talked about, we'll talk next week a little more, but Jesus talked about Jonah and therefore, I believe this story to be true. For a great fish uh, to swallow Jonah. And Jonah was inside the fish for three days and three nights. So Jonah goes on the run. God chases him. God uses sailors. God uses a great fish. God uses a great storm. God sets up circumstances to get 
Jonah back on track. How far will God go to get you back on track? How far will God go to get me back on track? He'll use nature. He'll use non-believers. He'll use the animal kingdom. He'll do whatever it takes to get you back on track. Are you, are you where God wants you to be today? Am I where God wants me to be today? Are you on the mission God wants you to be on today? Let's pray, and we got one more song here with us today. Uh, before I pray one more time, God pursued Jonah. Why? Because he wanted to pursue Nineveh. God wants to use you to reach people far from him. Let me pray. Father God, thank you so much uh, for this morning. Thank you, God, for each person here. God, I am so grateful for what you're doing at Christian Life Center. Father, I'm so grateful for the history here of this church, how, you've, how your presence has been strong here over the years. Uh, Father, how the ministry has been strong for this, this community over the years. And God, I pray as we look at this great story of Jonah, Father, we'll be reminded about your compassion for those who are far from you. And God, how you will pursue us to the very ends of the earth so that we are on mission for you, the mission you called us to, uh, Father, because you want to work through us to reach those who are far from you. God, give us wisdom. Give us the spirit of obedience. Give us the spirit of willingness to be your people. In Jesus' name, amen.